ladies and gentlemen, we are in the bowels of the NFL season, as they say. Week 17 is upon us. The last week of the season. Just kidding, because this week is the second to last week of the year, pending those 18, 18 week 17 games for you. An extra week of fun this year in 2021 and going into 2022. Matt, December will be over by the time um, kickoff on Sunday. So we'll be in the brand new year of 2022. But that does not end the NFL season. Dan Zapano, Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silberth, and Lou Paracone, our esteemed producer, Lemon Pepper Lou, is here with us today. Um, Matty Ice, coming off of week 16, we throw up Actually, a really good pick in the Miami Dolphins as a number one mind meld and the triple mind meld and bet the narrative and all those. So bet the narrative gets back on course. Thank you, Lewis. But tough week for the both of us, man. It was just it, nothing could go right the way we wanted to. Um, you win the head to head. But, man, I just a week to forget again as we head down the stretch. Yeah, it was a painful one. We kind of asked for it with we intentionally going against trends of of teams like I mean Carolina just having to watch Cam Newton and Darnold Yikes. again and that, that that one was that one was horrible Arizona it all started really with Arizona against the Colts where everything went wrong for the Cardinals in the first half of that game just absolutely everything went wrong like eight penalties three missed field goals one was an extra point like horrible stuff and right from there it just felt like a bad felt like a bad week meanwhile I mean you know crushing the bowl games we were crushing the bowl games yeah. that's going on but yeah, things in the NFL just did not go well for us in Week 16. Maybe we were a little, we were a little distracted. Might have been a little distracted. Feel, feel very good about the bowl. I like, I feel like I'm 11 and five in bowl picks, so I feel very good about that. But um, yeah, I mean, it was nice getting Miami on Monday night, but it was mm. like it, it didn't feel that great because you knew it was a losing week anyway. We both go two and three. But before we get into anything um, about this week, just quickly on the head-to-head. Buffalo and New England, it, it, it seems as if uh, the ship has been lost for the division up here in Foxborough. And Buffalo seems like, like they, hey, they were the better team. And just so many, so many referee decisions and Isaiah McKenzie and just dominating. And, man, it was just so frustrating, so frustrating to watch every third and fourth down the Bills needed they got. Yeah, like I mean, hey, Josh Allen turned into Turbo Man last week, and he uh, <laughs> he, he really brought it home, brought Christmas home for the Bills. Uh, yeah, again, it really it looked like it was a revenge spot. Like they wanted to again just be able to actually run their offense with uh, out restriction from the elements, and they did a pretty good job. They they did a pretty good job against that Patriots defense. I know you're hurting here, but Ugh. still have a uh, over ninety percent chance. But Patriots are you know in the playoffs. Not after, except uh, unless they lose out, I guess, and every other scenario happens, but they're at about a 90% chance to make the playoffs. So you'll be fine, and you might get another shot later in the year. It, it automatically went from, like, the 2001 season to, like, the 2019 season in one game, <laughs> and it kind of sucked. But who knows? Maybe it's, like, the 2018 season, and they had that little losing streak, and then they won the last two against some bad teams and won on a run. Who knows? Lewis is still holding out hope for that bet the narrative uh, Patriots Bucks uh, uh, Super Bowl there matchup, but we'll see what happens. Um, let's discuss uh, you first. We'll go to this. You went on Buffalo and Miami, as we said. 
Minnesota. I mean, Matt Stafford gave you the game on a silver platter and just could that just could not capitalize. Great run job by McVay's offense. They have they have been so so brutal. Um, Vikings in close games this year. I mean, they cannot close out. They've been got to oh. be one of the most frustrating teams to have been on all season long. So I don't know. I, I out out on the Vikings for the rest of the year. Yeah, Vi- Vikings have a very small chance of getting into the playoffs. They need to win and win out, and it's going to be tough for them. Uh, we discussed the Arizona game. What a job by the Colts. No Quentin Nelson, no Darius Leonard. Um, you know, they have missing other guys on defense. They just came off a huge win at home against the Patriots, and they go out. And Carson Wentz was the reason they won the game in the fourth quarter. It was incredible. Yeah, I mean, that's what they have. They have the better – offensive line right now than most teams they could dominate just you know i thought i thought i mean jonathan taylor's just he could be the mvp everybody's like starting to say it about him now he's going he's getting for two thousand yards and he's starting to really work his way into the mvp conversation but yeah Wentz made just made the throws when it matters made the Mm. throws when it mattered that was huge for them um them getting the win we talked about carolina tampa we don't have to really discuss it i mean it's it was i I, that was a sore subject just coming into this I was just like, I stepped, that was, again, stepped right in, stepped mm-hmm. right in, knowing, walking in with full knowledge that Cam Newton's a starting quarterback. Brutal. Still. Ab- absolutely brutal. Moneyline parlay, we get half of it. So it was the first time in a while we had at least gotten half of it with Miami, but Baltimore yeah. having, I mean, Tyler Huntley getting put on the COVID list, like that was uh, at the last second, that really killed us. They got up to six and a half yeah, later I in mean, the day. That was just one that, again, we just were on the wrong side of the line, you know, with these COVID events happening and people getting put on late, it's just the show comes out when it comes out and we can't change our picks. So we're locked in. We ride no matter what. Yep. Absolutely. Hey, we made up for it with Miami though. Them being plus three and then all the way to minus two and a half minus three. I was almost going to text you and say, Hey, that's a middle spot right there, but thank God we didn't do that. So Ian book, Ian book, the freaking, (laughs) that about the stat now with the Notre Dame quarterbacks. Oh, Oh, in 24 in the NFL in the last 24 starts, for Notre Dame starting quarterback. That is insane. The last starting quarterback from Notre Dame to win a game, Brady Quinn, 2012. Yikes. <laughs> that is brutal. Uh, speaking of Baltimore, Baltimore losing, as we said, getting blasted. How about Joey B throwing up five tutters uh, in 400 yards? I mean, that was – you want to talk about a guy – we might discuss this next week and we do 10 questions of reviewing the NFL season before we do wild card or something like that. But, you know, he's going to be a pretty popular MVP candidate next year. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. His, his, his stock is rising. I could see already, you know, the fantasy community was high on it this year. The fantasy community is going to be even higher on it. They're going to be so overvalued that whole thing, but they are uh, a lot of cool stats going around about him. Like the first one to have, um, you know, a, a, Quarterback over 4,000, a running back over 1,500, I think, or a running back over 1,000, and two wide mm. receivers all over 1,000, and they're all under the age of 25, which is wow. just crazy to think about, which I thought – I can't believe Joe Mixon's just 25. He's got to be like like next month he's turning 26. They had to get that stat out. But, like, <laughs> uh, you know, Chase, Higgins, Burrow, all all really young. So great core to have there in uh, Cincinnati. And Tyler Boyd's there too. I mean, they're, yeah. like, unbelievable. Um the only one we went on outside of Miami is Detroit. Uh, and they cover again our boy Timmy Boyle, doing us CT boys proud, covering the spread against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, that was a corner TV game we don't even have to think about. Maddie, I need to talk to you about these two games, though. 
the under the weather, and freaking Jimmy Graham doing it to us again. He did it to you last year in the playoffs, and he did me so dirty this week, so bad. Bears had no business, but I knew as soon as I found out Nick Foles was starting, I said, this is going to be hard because Nick Foles is going to pull some magic out in Seattle. They're down the entire game. We're covering a six and a half point spread by seven points. And all of a sudden, end of the game, heroics from from uh, BDN. And of course, it's got to be Jimmy Graham scoring the game when he touched him. Uh, Jimmy Graham just only exists to uh, to evoke heartache on this podcast and just apps the oh. worst, the most brutal beats that you've ever seen that we've ever experienced in our lives have come at the hands of Jimmy Graham. It's just unexplainable. That game. I mean, yeah, like that, that game was, you know, you had the snow game. That was our first real snow NFL game. And mm-hmm. uh, things are always going to go wild, especially when the Seahawks are involved. And, uh, you know, you sprinkle BDN on top and you just don't know what's going to happen. Uh, those that of you that had those of you that had Bears money line, screw off. That's yeah. all I can say. That was awful. And then right after that, the Steelers score a meaningless touchdown to kill the under the weather. And that was just absolutely like with five seconds left in the game, it was just so everything that went wrong could go wrong. So we we need to get we need to just get right these last two weeks. It's it's just going to be a – we're limping to the finish, but we're going to get there, and in the playoffs, I have a feeling we'll be much better. Yeah. We're going to even hopefully, again, and if this all the COVID stuff can get under control, at least maybe mm. some players a little more – I don't know, maybe we tighten it up for the playoff time and maybe things don't get as crazy without as many teams involved. Um, just be nice to know who's playing uh, when we're picking these games. Well, to keep the depressing mood going, uh, just just uh, yesterday we just found out the news, or what was that, whatever it was, Tuesday night, that uh, that John Madden passed away, eighty five years old. So um, rest in peace to John Madden. Uh, I haven't played the game in a while, so I saw my brothers like playing it as I'm as I'm here this week in Connecticut, and it was just kind of like, wow, man, I cannot believe this guy. I for, totally forgot he was still alive. Like you know, because yeah. he's just not in the spotlight <laughs> at all, but. The, the amount of like weird queries about the turduckens and 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 him not flying and, and taking the train or the bus to every game and like he was just such a query guy but like he was also like the most influential dude that you could have for the NFL yeah the impact obviously you know the impact that the game the the video game series has had on everybody growing up you know it's like that's how that's how we kind of know John Madden but um, I remember, you know, some clips of him obviously doing broadcast when younger, but that was a little bit before our time. But I've I've been enjoying every everything that's coming across my Instagram and Twitter feeds of all the old clips of of uh, him and Pat Summerall and just how just the tangents, tangents <laughs> that he'd get on. One of my, my favorite is from uh, The Replacements, because, again, it's like that's I feel yeah. like that's a movie I've watched since then. And so I have that bit of it. And I feel like that's exactly how he was just calling, you know on the telestrator, like all those great ones. So yep. just, a, just a legend of the game, just brought, you know, something, something outside of the game of football. You just knew John Madden for, for what he, who he was as a human being. Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorites is back in like eight, 1990 Super Bowl, where he's saying you have a mother bucket and a father bucket. And yep. over here they got married and had a baby bucket. So this one's going to this guy. This one's going to this guy. This one's going to this guy. It's it's fantastic. It's fantastic. And one of our episodes is named after something that he said. Don't worry about the horse being blind. Just worry about filling up the wagon. 
So <laughs> nobody knows what that means, but it's okay. <laughs> That's something that he came up with, which is hilarious. Um, so anyway, before we get into the picks this week, um, playoff percentages. So this is where we're at right now. There are two spots left for the wild card in the NFC. The Cardinals and Rams have both guaranteed themselves a playoff spot. So we know that one of those two teams will be in the playoffs. Uh, both of those teams will be in the playoffs. One of those two teams will win the division. It's a 77% chance right now, according to 538 for the Rams, 23% for the Cardinals. Maddie, outside of the Cardinals, we have 49ers at 75%, Eagles at 68%, Saints at 36%. Who gets those last two spots? Oh, man, this one's so hard. I, I think – I definitely think the 49ers are, are going to end up closing out. Obviously, you get Houston this week, um, possibly no Jimmy G, but we'll see if we get into more yeah. about that conversation later. But, um, you know, they get Houston this week. They had the Rams last week. So, I think they're going to be able to get it in. And then it just – I don't know, man. It feels like the Saints have an opportunity to just sneak by the Eagles here. I think – the Eagles have have been on a little bit of a hot streak now, and they've got two tough divisional games. You know, you're getting Washington's just seen them for the second time in three weeks coming up, and then Dallas in week 17 versus the Saints, Carolina, Atlanta, pretty easier finish. So I'm going to go 49ers and Saints here. I think the Saints actually end up mm. end up getting in. Uh, that's a great pick. I don't know. The only thing I would say is that the 49ers do play the Rams in the last week of the year. And now without Jimmy G for this Houston game, I think Houston's a very sneaky pick this week, as mm. they were last week. But um, as far as the 49ers go, I'm not sure the Rams rest their starters in week 18 if they're going to try and win the division here. I mean, if they slip up this week in Baltimore, there's going to be a serious chance for them because Arizona's in Dallas. So that's going to be, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of tension between those two. Like both of those two teams are going to be watching each other. The Eagles playing Washington, they just killed Washington a couple of weeks ago on the ground, but no Miles Sanders this week. So that's an interesting kind of tidbit with them. Dallas, I'm not sure, is going to play their starters because they've wrapped the division up, and I'm not sure that they can get the number one seed considering Green Bay's position. So it all has to do with that. The Saints with Carolina and Atlanta, they should win both of those games. But again, are the Saints going to have quarterback play? That's my issue, and I know I love Carolina and you love Atlanta, so it's going to be hard yeah. to go against them. This is really hard. I think the Eagles actually make the playoffs. And uh, I would say I'll go with San Francisco. I think San Francisco will find a way. I think the Saints will drop one by accident at the end. And, uh, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go Eagles, and I'm going to go 49ers. Uh, with the AFC, we know that there's only one division wrapped up, and that is uh, Kansas City. The Bills – for all intents and purposes, they got Atlanta and the Jets. They should finish out and win the AFC East with the Patriots having Jacksonville and Miami. Patriots are 97% in. Colts are 97% in. Um, the Titans are also 97% in, but have like an 88% chance to win the division. So it's very likely that they do that, although huge game against the Dolphins this week. And then we've got basically everybody in the AFC North, the Dolphins and the Chargers. Um rounded out and the Raiders also have an outside chance. So this is a complete mess basically is what I'm saying. What do you think? Last three in. 
All right. Well, I mean, I, th- I think we can both give credit. I think we're both going to have the Colts and the Patriots in. They've got, I mean, yeah. Colts have Vegas and Jacksonville left. Obviously, again, I think Carson Wentz is still playing this week. And then Pats have Jacksonville, Miami. Like, I, I really think that they're going to be able to lock that up. So that yeah. last spot there, Dolphins, Chargers, Raiders, Ravens. I'm not giving up on those Baltimore Ravens yet, man. I know there's like a lot of things that have to happen, I feel like, for them. They got probably the two harder games to win. I could just see it's if it's not the Ravens, I think it's going to be the Chargers. But I really, I'm still pulling for the Ravens here. I know they got the 30 percent chance, but I, I could see them making it happen. This is going to be super hard to like watch and see because at this point, I'm trying. So there's this nice little tool here that I can use to to do the probabilities and just click on. But um, I can see the Ravens and the Rams. That's going to be a hard game. I, I don't know if the Ravens are going to be capable of winning. I'm just, I'm just not sure. Yeah, they're so like, beaten down. They're so hurt and injured. Like the 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 secondary is the issue, and then you've got Big Ben's last game, the last year, the last week of the year to possibly get into a playoff spot. I mean, that's going to be kind of hard. You know, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be real hard. So um, to me. Uh, I'm not sure the Dolphins win either this week. This is going to be super hard. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to throw you a wild card. I can't give up on the Cleveland Browns. I'm not going to do it. Oh, God. I'm going to hold on and hope. Hold on hope that they beat Pittsburgh, that everybody else loses this week. So is everybody going to lose out the rest of the year for that to happen? No, no. If they – so if if, okay, if, yeah. the, if the Ravens, Chargers – and Steelers, which who they're playing this week, lose, and the Dolphins lose, the Browns automatically have a 35% chance, a uh, 37% chance of making the playoffs. And that would also give the Raiders a pretty good shot too uh, if they were to win this week, but I don't know if they will. So I'm, I'm going to say Cleveland still has like an outside shot to do this uh, because everybody else is really tough games. So – I'll give Cleveland and I'll hold on hope for that Super Bowl magical run and they'll shock the world and, and go. But uh, I'll take Colts, Patriots, Cleveland. All right. All right. Yeah, we, got All right. we, we, we each just vary on one team on, on each side there. I love it. I love it. Uh, Matt, I made a model earlier this year. Did I not? You did. You made a system. I did. The last four weeks – I have not been like a hundred percent true to the top five because I'm like, well, they're so huge favorites and this, that, and the other. If I, I've gone eight and 12, the last, the last four weeks, if I had followed my model, I would have went 13 and seven the last four weeks. Like what is the point of making a model if you're not going to use it? God, I mean, what am I doing? You got to trust the numbers, Dan. You got to trust the numbers. You got to take your heart out. You're a human being, though. Everybody, it's the human element. You know, you can't help. We can't help ourselves. Okay. We all have we all have emotions and feelings, and we we tilt and we go through some things when when it comes down to making our picks. So, but you, clearly, you you are a statistician now. I mean, you've got to you develop a system that is producing winners. Yeah, apparently, and I'm not doing anything about it. So let's. Just, I'm blind this week. I'm flying blind. I wrote up my notes on these games. 
And I have ended up with four favorites in a dog. So Whoa. that's the way it's going to go. That's the way it's going to go because we got some freaking lopsided games this week. And we're going to pull punch. We're not going to pull punches. We're just going to follow the numbers and see where it goes. So, Maddie, since you are still winning, you went two and three. You have the better record than I do. Pick or punt, my friend. I am going to punt. I have, I have in my leans, I really just have my leans. I'm live picking five. I have like eight teams that I am like, and, and anywhere from big favorites to dogs, uh, just all over the board here. So we, I don't even know where I'm going by five. I got like seven or eight that are going to be in, that might be in there. That's fantastic. I did include four teams that I probably would have picked in my leans. I would have picked if I'm not following my numbers. So I do have four teams in there as well. Um, okay, let's begin, shall we? I will start. This game is going to be gross. Nobody's going to like this, and I'm not going to enjoy it either because I don't know who's playing quarterback. But uh, that number five, actually, this is number four. So I'm going to go back to number five real quick. Oh, this was even worse because it goes against all the principles that we discover. This goes against the home divisional dog. What are we doing? We got to take the Philadelphia Eagles minus three and a half at Washington. That's horrible. It's horrible. Why would I do something like this? It goes against everything that we believe in. Well, the Eagles have lost only one time in Washington since 2017. So that, that is a significant factor. They've owned the, the, the uh, football team for the last five years, basically, in that building. Miles Sanders' injury is very concerning to me. But I do think Boston Scott and Jordan Howard can handle it. And Jalen Hurts, not just running the ball, but throwing, has been outstanding the last three weeks. The last three weeks, he's second in the league in yards per attempt. He's fourth in the league in passer rating. He's been really, really good in that offense. It's worked well. Washington's defense has been dreadful the last three weeks. They're 30th in defensive yards per attempt, dead last in opponent's passer rating, going right to the Hertz, uh, the Hertz stat. And then 31st in third down defense. They have a minus nine turnover differential. They've lost a lot of guys on both sides of the ball. Brandon Scherf has not been healthy. He's not been there on the offensive line. And uh, obviously the loss of Chase Young has been huge for them. I mean, I, they just don't have a pass rush. Montez Sweat can only bat down balls, apparently. So, and you got guys trying to punch each other on the sidelines on Sunday night. Like, what are we doing? I mean, this has been absolutely brutal. It goes against our principles. But like I said, the key guys missing on the offensive and defensive line for Washington. I hate this, but I'm going to take the Eagles minus three and a half because my lines say to do it. My lines say that this game is... Wow. I mean, obviously extreme ends, uh, 19 points to the Eagles. So extreme, extreme, extreme ends. And there are much worse ones than that, that I'm not even going to tell you the numbers because they're absurd, but we have a 15 point differential in, in our point difference. And I'd say if I'm half right, then the Eagles should win this game by a touchdown. Well, it goes against our principles dan which is why i'm going to have to go head to head with you on this one um and we're going to take washington football team plus three and a half because when the eagles beat them two weeks ago that was garrett gilbert starting at quarterback i mean i know it's just taylor heineke back now it's not anything fantastic but that was also when the team was absolutely ravaged by covid they had um they were missing i think like 10 or 11 you know starters off the roster for that game um absolutely that was a game got pushed late into the week onto tuesday night so um, I just think that, again, divisional game, uh, Eagles are riding high, getting beating up, again, on, on lower teams, uh, you know, 
Giants, Jets, and then the Washington Washington when they were just absolutely uh, had nothing going or had had none of their players really starting for them. So I think that this is a spot where and, and how the narratives changed for just a few weeks ago after the Eagles have gone on this run. Washington was on a run that everybody was thinking they were going to be trending towards getting into a wild card spot, getting into a playoff spot. So I think there's a little bump of the road. I think this is a right chance to get back on Washington now. Um, again, a little buy low, sell high spot here. Uh, and, you know, especially after Ron Rivera seeing this team and what they did two weeks ago, I think he's going to have a much better game plan. He's, you know, he's definitely had that in the back of his head. It's not lost on him. So um, give me the Washington football team plus three and a half. And away we go with a head to head start in this one. <laughs> I don't, I don't like it either way. I don't like mine and I don't like yours. I, just... <laughs> oh, actually. And th- this is one of those spots. Actually. Um, we mentioned it didn't work out so well for me. Got to follow up on the trend when it definitely doesn't hit once and when it's hitting at over 60%, because this is when, you know, the odds are still in my favor now that this should hit. Um, Washington obviously got embarrassed by Dallas last Monday night. Um, and that, that was another one of those teams that same spot the Cardinals were in last week with a fail to cover of over 24 points. Um, that was the game was what 57 to like 14 or something like that last mm. week. Um, the, the bounce back spots for those teams that failed to cover a spread by 24 points, uh, 106, 63 and two. Uh, which is 63%. So I think it's just another get buy low, sell high. There is one thing I didn't talk about as well that I want to point to in my favor, I feel like, is the – and I, this is happening everywhere this week. The weather in Washington is going to be disgusting. We're going to have high mm. winds and rain. So to me, that that to me helps out the Eagles – in terms of them being able to run the football yeah. uh, and then playing defense at the line of scrimmage and dealing with Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham and Jernigan and all those monsters that they have on the defensive line. So uh, they've taken away. Scary Terry has been, has been basically shut down the last few weeks by Darius Slay and by Trayvon Diggs. Shout out Trayvon Diggs, another interception for him last week. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a hard game. It's going to be gross. And there's weather in every one of the games I think I'm in except – for one so it's going to be a brutal week you're going to see a lot of crazy stuff happen uh, cold wind snow rain it's going to be a good week for the meteorology uh let's go to number four this is another absolutely gross one i hate it because of the weather factor uh, a team coming from playing indoors in a nice area to going outside and i have to take them and it sucks uh especially factored in that you know the team that they're playing i mean they're going on the road and they're playing a team that has no idea who's starting quarterback this week. So I'm going to take the Rams minus three and a half at Baltimore. Isn't that horrible? This is a horrible. This is a horrible. I hate it too, Matt. I freaking hate it. But I have to go with this. Like, I can't stop. I I, I have missed the boat. I have to do this. Oh, I'm not doing because I want to. I'm doing because I have to. Oh, you're making me feel so bad about my picks. Too bad. <laughs> It's not me. It's the numbers. I keep telling people on Facebook when I post the power rate, power rings, it's not me. It's the numbers. Like, you know, people, people have been getting so mad at your power. So angry. I love checking the comments on that. People are just, they think you, they think you know nothing about football, Dan. They think you know nothing. My boy Dennis thinks like I am, I've known him since I was like five years old. And he just thinks that I should quit doing everything with football. (laughs) And I'm not sure if he's wrong. Because I have to follow these numbers. Like, it sucks. But I know what it's in my heart. I look at this. So I got to go Rams. I got to go Rams. Look, the passing offense of the Rams cuts right into the Ravens' passing defense and how bad they've been. 
the passing off uh, the the Ravens passing defense. Okay, they've given up more yards through the air per game than anyone in the league. Two hundred and eighty yards. They're bottom five in passing touchdowns allowed. The Rams offense sixth in total passing yards, second in touchdowns. And Cooper Cup's ready to break every receiving record. I have no idea how they're going to cover Cooper Cup. I have no idea. And he is a cold-weather type of receiver where he's going to get those dirt yards, those scrap yards, and pick those up all day long. The Rams have also gotten back to running the football really well. Last week, Matt Stafford threw three interceptions, and why did they win? Because Sony Michelle was running all over the field. That's why. I mean, they ran all over the Vikings. Ravens are really good at defending the run, but if the Rams can find the run offense back, they're going to be a really, really hard team to stop. And even if Lamar does play this week, is he 100%? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he does. Dealing with Aaron Donald and Von Miller, that's going to be a very difficult task to come back on. Also, the Rams have been great against the run. They're only they're giving up only 3.8 yards per carry. That's third in the league. I, I got to go Rams here. Minus three and a half, as ugly as it is. Um, uh, my fourth pick will be the Baltimore Ravens plus four. <laughs> uh, this is this is really this is really getting bad here. Getting bad. Uh, <laughs> I'm feeling I'm feeling just horrible about it. But I just, and this is a. I do think Lamar is going to be back. I think that helps. I mean, it helps significantly. Yeah, significantly over Josh Johnson. You know, Tyler Huntley was playing well, but uh, if we have Huntley or Lamar back, I mean, obviously we're looking for Lamar in this one. This is another buy low, sell high. The the tickets are are reading the wrong way. I mean, you are you are just like you got to have a horse with your blinders on because this game screamed out red alert to me on everything. We're getting Baltimore Harbaugh bounce back spot at home, like John Harbaugh getting over a field goal at home with potentially a starting quarterback coming back with what I think is a pretty soft Rams team going to play outside against a very like grizzled and tough Baltimore team who's gone through everything. They're getting corners back last week. They had practice squad players and players. They signed off the street playing corner for them. Jimmy Smith is back. They've got a couple of the guys back, obviously Marcus Peters and those guys are still out for the year. Um, and, and um, Humphrey, but, Rams coming off four wins in a row, Baltimore, four straight losses, which again, mostly from just absolutely being devastated by COVID and other injuries. So I'm going to take the Ravens to get just a sneaky cover in this spot. Maybe just a just Ugh. sneak one out. Either way. It's so ugly. You say they're getting corners back. I mean, the corners that they're getting back are third string corners. <laughs> they were playing with fourth and fifth string corners last week. You know, I mean, like, I don't know. Like it's just it's going to be hard for them to cover these guys. Odell uh, Cup is a as a nightmare. I do worry about Mark Andrews though. I do worry about him. He could be the complete kryptonite for for the Rams defense. So that he does scare the crap out of me. But the numbers are the numbers, my friend. And that's another one again. Elements though, elements in that saying that Baltimore area. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm really hoping that that's going to benefit the Ravens with with neutralizing that passing game a little bit. Hopefully. Um, yep. Just having some nasty elements run the ball. Second week in a row, the Rams are on the road too. It's 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 very scary, very scary spot here. Uh, number three, this is my one dog right here. Go ahead. Are you are you okay? I'm like, oh god, like I don't, I just don't know what's coming. I we, can we like, are we gonna square off in five picks at this point? Like I, your pick, you're throwing me so off with these things right now. I don't know where you're going. 
I think that you'll probably be away from this game, that you won't touch this game because your heart's too close to it. I'm taking the Broncos plus six and a half at the Chargers this week. Yep, I know. He's like, I don't want a piece of that. Don't want a piece of that at all. Uh, Look, as bad as Drew Locke has been, and he's been bad, the Broncos have been in the last two games. Like, they've been in the last two games. Uh, He threw a touchdown pass against Cincinnati. God knows it was a horrific pass. And then had the horrible (laughs) – it was a terrible pass. It was so so underthrown. It was so bad. But And then he had the horrible play. He's five yards away from the freaking end zone, and he just gives the ball to the defender. I mean, this guy, like, is he brain dead playing? Like, I'm not sure. He threw that duck and, like, still hit, like, the Dougie afterwards because he's Drew freaking Locke, (laughs) and he just just loves himself some Drew Locke. I mean, this is the – we know the Chargers' run D is terrible, though. I mean, like, Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, they have to run the football this week. Have to. And I get it. The Chargers had a lot of guys out last week and, and on defense and had Austin Eckler out too. And But, like, they weren't good on run D before that. So, you know, with Javante Williams, um, Javante Williams and, and Melvin Gordon just got to get cooking this week. They have to do it. Um, Chargers run D is bad, but their passing defense has not been good the last few weeks either. Um, in defensive yards per attempt, they're 28th in the league, 7.6 yards per attempt. Um Direct blow, it could be in the red zone. Denver's been the best team in red zone offense the last three weeks. Chargers have been 29th in red zone defense the last few weeks. Broncos D has not been an issue. They're still top five in defensive completion percentage, defensive passing rate, and red zone defense. But here's the stat that got me to take this game. Drew Locke in his career against the Chargers is three and one. I'm going to take the Broncos plus six and a half at the chargers they got us our first uh he got us our first money line parlay win last year against the chargers and the game winning touchdown at the end of the game so we're going to ride with him again in the same spot broncos at chargers plus six and a half uh god i mean god god bless you and god bless drew lock and I, let's just hope that i mean Keep those playoff hopes alive. Man. Yeah, I mean, hey, you never know. You never know. Things crazier things have happened. I don't know if they have, but that would be pretty, pretty gosh damn crazy if that happens. But yeah, I, I'm staying away from that one. We are not going head to head. I am not riding with you on that one. Well, in my in my heart, in my heart. Um, all right, number three here for me. This is. I don't like some of the. Again, some of the late additions to the injury list here, but I am going to stick with this and just cross my fingers that we have some of these guys back by Sunday. The buck stops here for the hottest team in the NFL, I think. I think the buck stops here for this team that has just been tearing through the league and a ridiculous list of quarterbacks. Um, the buck stops for the Miami Dolphins. We are going to take the Tennessee Titans minus three and a half. Uh, and this is. I just saw this list the other day as far as who the who the Miami Dolphins have been beating on this streak and who, you know, Tua has looked good and the defense, the defense has really looked great. Wow, the defense looked great. The quarterbacks they've played on this run has been Tyrod Taylor, Lamar Jackson, Joe Flacco, Cam Newton, PJ Walker, Mike Glennon, Zach Wilson, and Ian Book. Those are the quarterbacks the Dolphins have beat. I mean, that sounds like I don't know if that's a list of like current like having joe flacco and cam newton all the way to like ian book is just what, what a, a ridiculous what a ridiculous spectrum of quarterbacks that is so i think they've been getting a little bit fat and happy off of some really bad quarterbacks on that list 
um, half of them, which could barely throw the ball. Um, but Tennessee, again, I, I like Tennessee because Miami's offensive line is still bad. Danico Autry just goes on the COVID list yesterday. That makes me a little upset, but they've still got a lot of it. They got Jeffrey Simmons. They got some other guys in that line. And A.J. Brown coming back for the offense last week. Mm. I know that Julio might still be out. A.J. Brown is what makes that offense go without Derrick Henry. Obviously, we need Derrick Henry back in the long run, but if A.J. Brown is there, I think that this, this team is fine. Obviously, you'll see a lot of Xavier Howard, uh, but I think that he can you know, win some of those matchups and they can move the ball. Uh, I just had a hope, again, some of these guys, Taylor Lewan is off of the COVID list, so that makes me feel a little bit better. Hoping Danico Autry can can get uh, get himself clear by the time Sunday rolls around and some of these other guys, but I, I think it's finally time to hop off Miami here and take the Tennessee minus three and a half. Really hoping to, hoping to find a three later this week, but Tennessee minus three and a half. And I think you might. I think you might. I think that that could come down, and, and we may see a little bit of public money on the Dolphins. I'm not sure, but I love that. I think that's great. Ryan Tannehill revenge game against his former yeah. team. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the weather, it's going to be dry, but windy. It's going to be really windy out there in Nashville. So that's another factor. But I think, again, like I think Tennessee right now, uh, it's the perfect uh, fade the Monday night winner. It's the perfect fade the Monday night winner because it's a team on a seven game win streak going into a playoff team. You may, I mean, those quarterbacks are horrendous and I give credit to Miami. I mean, Miami has done pretty well on offense too. I mean, right. You know, it, it's, but it's still, it's still like, it's like the Eagles offense. It's very gimmicky and college esque. And, you know, you get Waddle out in space. He's very, very dangerous. I mean, he's just so fast and they found a three-headed monster in, 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 in the backfield now. So it's it's interesting game. Uh, I want to see my numbers because I think I had – this was the closest game. That's right. This was the closest game that I had to I, nailing the number. It's Titans minus three and a half. I had Titans minus two. So a little bit on the Dolphins, but way too close to even touch the game. So um, I'm going to, I like that. I like that pick. Titans are at home, tougher team. That's a great coaching matchup. Flores and Grable too. It's, that's going to be a good game. Oh yeah. The old, you know, Patriots throwback there. Yep. There you go. Love that. Love that. Well, um, speaking of former Patriots, <laughs> uh, I, like you, you look at this game and you say, you have like principles say you got to take the home team here. But my numbers just are like so it's a chasm between these two teams. Bucks minus 13 at the Jets. That's oh. that's what we're taking. That's what we're taking. Former Patriots. A uh, lot of them on that team. And the Bucks number one, I think the number one most important Patriot. That's the former Patriot is a B uh, him coming back really helped them last week. I mean, they needed it in the worst way. There's a chance Mike Evans plays this week, but even so, I mean, and I don't mean to pick on the Jets, Lewis, but I mean, this is too easy. It's just, it's just, I don't know how the the Jets are going to stop this team, especially on third down. The Jets third down defense the last three weeks, 32nd in the league. They're horrendous on third down. Uh, by the way, the last three weeks, the Bucks' offense on third down is number two in the league. So that, that's a direct just blow. I don't know how the Jets are going to get off the field. And then how are – like, you remember a, a, a former New York Jet coach by the name of Todd Bowles? I mean, like, and him going up against Zach Wilson this week is, is going to be 
pretty brutal. Bucks second in the league in sacks with 44, number two in red zone defense the last three weeks. Jets are 30th red zone offense the last three weeks. I mean, the Jets had a nice couple of weeks. They played hard against the Dolphins. They beat the Jaguars, held them on the last play of the game. Um, but I just think it's, it's over here. Like, the Bucks are going to roll in this game, and I get it. Like, they're missing a lot of guys, but they had some great fill-ins. Like, Keyshawn Vaughn, the young guy out of Vanderbilt, had a great touchdown run last week against Carolina. Uh, Ronald Jones stepped up last week. I mean, they're going to have guys step up. Brady has not won at MetLife by less than 14 points since 2017. So it's been a long time. And uh, I'm going to take the Bucks minus 13 and just kind of try to hopefully pick off this game. Hopefully they win this game by two touchdowns, get out of there and get the win. Yeah, I, I don't hate that as well. as far as laying a big number. That's one of the teams I think you you can do it with. And I know, again, like we've said that sometimes the Bucks might have struggled on the road. But I mean, this is it, it's also a letdown spot for the Jets after coming off of an emotional win last week. I mean, they, a, a win, any win is an emotional win for the, the Jets at this point. Um, so they beat the Jaguars last week with the uh, with the assistant coach. Obviously a very big spot for them. They got it played. But yeah, I mean. We sh- we've learned that I think just having AB and Gronk and maybe the you know Ronald Jones like that's it's just enough it's it's you're gonna do just fine against some of these teams that just that really you know I don't know how the Jets move the ball on offense either that's gonna be they're gonna dominate both sides of the ball so feel pretty good laying that big number even well, without Bruce without Bruce Arians I, mean, I you know got, you have, is Byron left which I actually didn't know that. I know Bruce Arians is out is. It is one. It's, it's another assistant, and my, his name escapes me. It's not Bowles. It's not Leftwich, but who cares? Like it's the top Brady's saying, on the both, field. Both those guys are still are still they're still there. The yeah, that were fine. Like that, yeah. it doesn't matter that Bruce Arians isn't there. I'm sorry. Yeah, it doesn't. We got Brady and Leftwich to take care of the offense, and Todd Bowles yeah. will take care of the defense. He'll be fine. We're fine. Uh, Lewis, your narrative team versus your actual team. It's kind of a interesting spot. Uh yeah, I, I wouldn't bet it though. <laughs> wouldn't bet points. what? Wouldn't bet? Oh, we bet the Jets. I wouldn't bet it at all. I wouldn't even touch it. I stay away right. from that game. I watched the Bucks get shut out by the Saints a couple weeks ago. Wow. All right. Well, it's a little different <laughs> team, but that's okay. <laughs> it's a little different. It's a little bit different. It's not too different though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, number two, Maddie. Jeez, Louise. Number two, all right, this this is where I have, like, I don't know which one of these favorites I want to take. They're both right around the same. I'm going to go with a guy who who we're, we're just new best friends now this year, and we've just – we've really turned things around. If there's anything I've learned, again, it's that you take this guy at home in the division, and especially when Kirk Cousins is on the other side playing in prime time, you go with Aaron Rodgers and you lay the six and a half points. We're in Lambeau Field. We're going to be just fine no matter what. Uh, try to pull the numbers up here, but uh, Rodgers' Rogers home record at Lambeau is just absolutely stunning. It's He's unstoppable at home. He has a, uh, let's see, 25 and 12 at home record against the, a- at the NFC North. Uh, and just another absurd, even not against the division. Very good. So, Vikings, they did me dirty last week. They can't win close games. Kirk Cousins, prime time. All the factors. Not a lot of numbers here. This is just, I looked at it, said, we're riding with the bad man here again this week. Got to take him. 
they can't win close games, but they don't have to this yeah, week they cover. because they have a lot of points. And I'll tell you something, Matt. The Vikings are in my leans this week. They yeah. are. It's it's a because I made this number. I looked at this number. I said, "Oh my goodness!" I made this number Vikings minus one and a half. This is a very very tricky game, but there's no way I could take the Vikings. Like I feel like I just can't do it because of who's on the other side. Now, Green Bay defense is what is concerning me here. You know, like that's the, they let they let Baker get back in the game and. Rodgers' toe, I think, kind of hindered him in the second half last week because he was on fire. They scored three points in the second half last week against the Browns. So, you know, Minnesota's a very similar team to the Browns, and, you know, they have some really good receivers. Adam Thielen's not there, but he really hasn't been there for a couple of weeks now. So, you know, that is a tight game, man. That is a very tight game. I I – God bless you. That that's a tough one, but I'm not going to fault you for taking the bad man. I can't do it. I, if I've learned, if I've taught myself anything this year, it's you know, decide with that guy. All right. Well, Godspeed to you, Cheeseheads. Uh, Eleven degrees will be the kickoff temperature in hmm. Green Bay this week. So, Vikings indoor team. I have always hated that. I absolutely despise that the Vikings are not a tough team because they play indoors. I can. I that's my theory. Uh, and the Packers will always have an upper edge on them because of it. Well, if I took the Bucks last uh, in my number two, um, what do you think my number one is? The Buffalo Bills. <laughs> no, <laughs> close, close. I thought that. I thought for sure you were laying a big favorite with the right, Patriots. right division. Oh, go, go the Patriots. Yeah, they come. Uh, yeah. Patriots, Jaguars. I have Patriots number two in my power ratings. I have Jaguars, I think, 28 or 29. Uh, 15 and a half points for the Patriots this week. Coming off of two consecutive losses. It's a humongous number. I can see see 16 and a half in some places now. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, there you go. So We'll give you 15 and a half. It's it's Belichick versus rookie quarterbacks. Belichick versus rookie quarterbacks the last five years at home is a perfect 6-0. Winning by an average of 21 points. Only one time in that span in the last five years has a team scored more than 14 points. I was at the game. Deshaun Watson, 36-33 win for the Patriots. Brandon Cook's game-winning touchdown in 2017. Only two of those quarterbacks have stayed within this number, and their names are Josh Allen and Deshaun Watson. The Jags are also 1-6 in in their last seven against the spread. And did you know... That Trevor Lawrence, since Halloween, has thrown one touchdown pass. One. That's horrific. This is a get-right game for the Patriots to take control of their season before they get into the playoffs. Uh, 30 to 10, Patriots winners. 30 to 10. I mean, I... You do have to take the defense going against Trevor Lawrence, who's just been pretty bad. Like, yeah, I could see them just feasting. I could see them dominating, and then they could just run the ball all day long. Like, Matt doesn't really have to do much, but they'll probably let him. I mean, they had that uh, clown against the uh, – was it the second, the second Jets game? I mean, he, he kind of was, like, airing the ball out a little bit in the second half. So, yep, yeah, I could definitely see it happening, laying that big number. I, I'm going to definitely – I mean, like everybody else, have teaser, the teasers with Patriots. I mean, Pat's Bucks teaser this week. 
and <laughs> Buffalo. I thought, I mean, Buffalo's like your favorite team to bet against like big, big, ugly dogs. And I just think mm. talking about, talking about just side note for that game, like talking about an indoor team going up the bump, like the, the we're gonna talk about Atlanta that. Falcons going up North. I mean, come on. We're going to talk about that game coming up. We'll get I to that. Promise I you. Okay. All right. Uh, number one, Maddie, give me number something one. juicy. I mean, Dan, I hope you love this pick. I don't know how you don't love this pick, even though uh, you don't love this pick if, from what you said earlier in the show matters. But you forgot that this is Big Ben's last home game ever <laughs> against the Cleveland Browns, the team he has dominated his entire existence in the NFL. And you're going to give me plus three and a half points at home with a Tomlin spot with Big Ben's last home game with Baker throwing four picks and four interceptions last week. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers plus three and a half. I mean, that one's just lights out too easy. We've told you a million times. Tomlin spot 35, 15 and one against the spread as a dog after week five. That includes 12, two and one as a dog at home. Not to mention that Kevin Stefanski, the coach on the other side, holds a atrocious one and nine against the spread Ooh. record in the division. One and nine. Guess what? It's because they're always close games. I Pray to God they win this game, but I at least see them getting a field goal, getting a hook on this one. Give me the Steelers. I think this is the perfect game to take the Steelers. I, I see this game as like 24-22, you know, 21-19, something absurd. Uh, just a gross defensive battle that will come down to the, the last drive. And wouldn't it be fitting for Big Ben to just get it done one last time? In, in in Pittsburgh. I pray to God the Browns win, but they win by less than three. That's what I'll say. Oh, you're just hoping for an ideal situation here. Ideally, it would be nice. May take Browns spread. No, Browns money line, Pittsburgh spread. Don't like it. I know you don't like it, but I'm going to try it. There might be a middle coming this week for me. Mm. Uh, okay, that's it and that's all. Mine are disgusting. Mats are not much better, but they're much more logical. Um, then, then mine, maybe we'll find out. Um, let's go to the leans. Let's go to the leans and let's see what we got. Maddie, I have four leans this week. I already revealed one of them in Minnesota. I'm just going to blow through them. I love the saints minus seven against the Panthers. Sam Darnold starting absolutely just awful, 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 awful. I am not going at the Panthers suck. The Panthers can't do anything on offense. So the, the Saints defense coming in there, I don't know. They're going to score 10, 13, maybe, and the Saints will win by more than seven. I hate doing this, but Cincinnati, uh, I just – I hate it. But it's at, it's at home. They're getting, what, five, six? Like, five, five and a half. It's bouncing around between that. Yeah. I mean, like, it's a lot of points for that team to put up on, on Kansas City. Kansas City's just rolling, though. I mean, it's yeah. scary, but I do like Cincinnati. And I hate to do this to you again, but they're the same exact spot they were last week at home against a bad team getting with six and a half points favorite. I, I freaking the Seahawks. I just, I can't get on them again, but the Seahawks at home against that team, my numbers, that's what they say. And I freaking, I'm probably not going to be on the Seahawks. I will tell you that because Seattle's the most unlucky team in the entire league. They just can't they, – every time – they outplay teams every time they play them and they find a way to lose. I just I, – I can't do it anymore. Outside of Minnesota, but yeah. Outside definitely, of Minnesota. Definitely one and two. 
Uh, no, I'm, I'm right there with you on a couple of those. Um, Cincinnati was probably number one left off of, you know, first one that didn't make my list that was right there. Um, the other favorite that I was thinking about, you know, when I was debating Green Bay, I'm thinking Green Bay or Indianapolis, Indianapolis minus six. Again, I just, I have no faith in this Raiders team. I have had no faith in them. This like entire Wait a minute. half. Wait a minute. You said the Ben Roethlisberger factor. Is there not a John Madden factor this week for the Raiders? Uh, sheesh. I mean, they're, they're probably, that's, I mean, that's, I didn't even consider that as far as how that goes. So now I'm really glad I did not include Indian on that. But <laughs> I, again, I just think that, I just think with how good Indy's, Indy's line is up, up front, that they're just going to, I mean, I know the Raiders have been good against the run. Like they held freaking Broncos like 18 yards last week, uh, which is just ridiculous. But uh I, I still like Indianapolis there to like win a win a tough game. I just don't. I have Josh Jacobs ah. too. Josh Jacobs has been has been hammering it recently. Like he he's yeah. been pretty good the last couple of weeks. So and that's a got, tough game. You got I think Jacobs right now. Jacobs and Waller on the COVID list right now. Oh, so no, I mean really? no Waller, no Waller. I mean I'm I'm all over Indianapolis. Especially that's against, been killer. That's I think uh, actually talk about it. I think we could tease our our leans there with Indianapolis and New Orleans. Uh, tease those down yeah. basically to be one. That's and, a great know, one. One and great a half. One. I think that's that's a solid tease piece to do. Uh, and then I, I really thought about taking Buffalo minus fourteen and a half. I think they could just route Atlanta um, up in that cold weather. And uh, I also like Cincinnati plus five and a half. I think that they, I do think they match up well with Kansas City. I'm very interested to watch that game this weekend um, just to see how their passing offense and. Uh, Burrow right now is like number one quarterback against the blitz and they're, they destroy man coverage, which is what Kansas city likes to do. So, you know, we've seen Kansas city defense be able to bounce back recently doing what they like to do, but if they have to adapt uh, to who they're playing, we'll see how well it holds up. Yeah. And Tyron Matthew getting hurt in the game last week. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure of his status this week. Uh, the Amazing. only thing that's the only thing that scares me about Cincinnati is, Spagnola loves to blitz. He loves to blitz very timely. And and going up against that Cincinnati O-line does give me a pause a little bit. Bur- Burrow's the number one ranked quarterback against the blitz right now. Wow. But that's amazing. Probably because everybody blitzes him. That's yeah, that's, he's, he's used to it at this point. I think yeah. he knows they, there's a constant – I think they've just got a – you know, drawn up on every play. They've got the relief valve there. That's incredible. Between Samaje Piran and, and Joe Mixon, two guys that catch the ball out of the backfield and – you know, they, they got a, a kind of a flurry of tight ends. Quick question. Rest mm. of their careers, who you got on your team, Burrow or Herbert? Burrow. I completely agree. I, I, I like can... his just – I think I like his presence a lot more. I think I think just he, – he definitely has a presence about him. He's that got whole, swag. That's like, that whole swag. vibe. You know, I, get, I just picture it again. I go back to, like, the national championship game, like, all that stuff. Like, he's got such a – He's definitely got a confidence about him. He's got a strength. Like Herbert still kind of looks like a little kid. Obviously, he's got all the all, all the talent in the world. Mm. Um, but we've seen him kind of crumble in some in some tough spots. And like he's a West Coast kid, and right. and so he's a little bit more laid back. Burrow is from southeastern Ohio, like southwestern Ohio. Like that's where he's from. So you know he loves where he is. Loves where yeah. he is. He's great. I, I completely agree with you. Um, okay, let's do the specials. Uh, I told you we we're going to talk about that Buffalo game. So here it is under the weather. Um, there is weather everywhere. I could have picked New England, East Rutherford, Cincinnati, Chicago, Green Bay, Seattle, Baltimore, Landover, Maryland, Nashville, everywhere. But I took Buffalo for this reason. And you just alluded to it. The Falcons are not going to want to play in that garbage. They ain't got to do nothing. They come up there. And, come on. Come on. You have a 60% chance of snow. 
with more than one inch of snow oh. coming in. You have 31 degrees. You have sustained winds of 18 miles an hour. And now they're saying that could be higher than actually originally reported. So anywhere from 15 to 25 miles an hour winds going up to Buffalo, that's an under. And the under is 44. It's, it's 44. It's not that low of a number. I love it. I think Atlanta is going to have a tough time against that defense moving the football. And then, I, I, you know, Buffalo, Buffalo's offense is dynamic, but the last few weeks it has been a little bit of a struggle bus for them to get to where they need to go as terms of like scoring. So, you know, and especially in weather, they do have, they do have major issues in the games that they've played in the weather this year. So this is the only hesitation with me taking Buffalo at minus 12 and a half was that I'm taking the under. So, and, and the weather is going to be involved. So, you know, maybe Buffalo wins this game, you know, somewhere around the 28 to 13 number. Actually, that's 45. So let's go 28 to 10 number. 10. Yeah, that's a much better, that's much better, right? 28 to 10. Uh, actually, 28, 13 would work now that I think about it. But uh, that's a 41. So let's go Buffalo and Atlanta under the 44. All right. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like well, it. Yeah. Give me some magic, please. Please. We need something just to brighten our spirits. Yeah. We want to, cl- we want to close out with one more of these before the year's over. You know, I mean, we're still, I think we're over the 20 unit mark still, I believe, or maybe just tipped under that, but we are going to, again, we're riding with big Ben this week. I know we got to wait all the way till we're going to have to wait all the way till uh, Monday night for that one in order to hit this parlay, but we are going to be waiting around till Monday night to hit that. But we are also going to ride with Joey B, Joe Burrow. We got an AFC North parlay. Uh, So Pittsburgh is going to be at a 165 or 176. Pardon me. Uh, No, I'm sorry. Pittsburgh is 150. Cincinnati is 176, which gives you a plus 590, basically plus 600 on the money. That's good. So a nice little, not in that low range that we were at a couple weeks ago, not quite big game hunting, but a solid return we're trying to hit here in week 17. You know, it's great because the last time we hit a parlay was was an AFC South, so we, like, combined the divisions. So I love the thinking this week. That is really good, and I would love for Kansas City to lose. So that would be – this is a good one. This is a really, really – I love this one. This is a good one. Yeah, I, I couldn't take Cincinnati in my – like, I feel like – Right now, the five, like we're really trying to I mean you are close going to these final two weeks. I need the wins, and I just couldn't go against Kansas City in that. But Moneyline Parlay, I think we got to take the shot with Joey P. Okay, we will lock it in. Cincinnati, what is the number? It's plus 590? 590. Okay, beautiful. Plus 590, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, AFC North, Moneyline Parlay. Love it. Before we say goodbye, we have a master at work. He's 14-2 and two this year, in case you didn't hear uh, in his bet the narrative picks, it is one of the most magical runs ever. Uh, but it's the narrative. And what are we going to be waking up to on Monday or Tuesday morning, listening to on first take and all those horrible shows that no one watches and, uh, and, and discussing, you know, like what are we discussing and how does it play out, Lewis? They are truly terrible. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're not good. Uh, ah, man, you know, I got two narratives. I got two narratives I'm staring at. The first one is the Las Vegas Raiders. R.I.P. Smart. John Madden. All right. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. I don't like it because Waller's out. But the other one is Big Ben's last game. 
I'm having a little coin flip issue here. I'm really not. I do. I think both probably are actually fine. But uh, that could be a that could be a money line parlay as well. Those are two hundred dogs. Those are two hundred dogs. I'm sitting here and I. I might need to throw that one in. I'm looking at the Raiders and I'm like, oh man, John. If they don't come out and play their butts off, how sad would that be if they don't get a win? Mm, that would be sure. just devastating. After the year they've had and this news now, they don't get a win. With hey, the they're point, still alive. They're still alive for the playoffs. They still got thirty percent chance. Is it that high? I thought, okay. It's, uh, no, it's like it's, it's like, like fifteen. Like <laughs> yeah, it's not. Sorry. It's not anything's possible. <laughs> um, yeah. Las Vegas Raiders plus okay. six and a half. Okay. Okay. I, okay. I like it. Raiders yep. plus six and a half. I like it. They're on the road, right? I'm pretty sure in Indy. So mm. um, that is uh, that is a good pick. I like the Raiders. I might, I might just, I might parlay the spreads on both Steelers and Raiders as well. I might do that. Pittsburgh getting points too is just so interesting. Well, I mean, it's the Tomlin spot. I mean, how could you not? I know, that, especially that hook, that hook just laying out it there. Does. I mean, that, like yeah. those those games are always a field goal. Prime I, time, I, Big Ben's last game at home. Oh, man, it's just setting up. It's that's it such a narrative. Right off into the you know into the sunset. Come on, that's a, that's a narrative. If I've ever read one. That's it a headline. Is. If I've ever they seen both. It. I think they both are. That's why uh, you're I'm, right. I'm going to put in both. To be honest with you, I I just like yeah. the Raiders probably a little bit better because they're getting more points. That's all. All right, that's fair. That's completely fair. Raiders plus six and a half for John Madden, for our boy Chris Raza, uh, for everybody that we know. Like that, everybody that we know in Raider Nation, the black hole is coming out. It's a black hole bet the narrative this week. Oof, big time. Love it. Love it. Okay, Maddie, that's fantastic. Let's run them down real quick before we say goodbye. What do we got for picks this week? Picks, man. We, me and you, we start off head to head. I'm going to take Washington football team against the Eagles. Dan closed me there. I got Baltimore getting four points against the Rams at home. Uh, Tennessee Titans at home against the Dolphins laying three and a half. We've got Green Bay Packers Sunday night football against the Vikings minus six and a half. Pittsburgh Big Ben's last game at home plus three and a half. And the money line parlay is also Pittsburgh and Cincinnati Bengals for a plus five ninety return. Beautiful. I'm taking the Eagles minus three and a half at Washington. And I don't like it at all, but I'm going to do it anyway. City of brotherly love got to come through for me. Now I'm taking the Rams at the Ravens as well. Back to back head to heads against Maddie C. I'm taking Maddie C's Broncos though. I'm trying to like, you know, make up for those head to heads Broncos plus six and a half on the road at the chargers way too many points for the chargers, even though it's drew lock. Uh, and then we're taking the two big favorites. Uh, our bet the narrative Super Bowl is the Bucks and the Patriots. So we'll take the Bucks minus 13 at the Jets. We'll take the Patriots minus 15 and a half at home against Jacksonville for week 17. The under the weather is Atlanta and Buffalo under 44. Lots of snow, wind and cold coming into Buffalo. And I will be in the great state of New York this weekend. So I will be up there and close to Syracuse. So that'll be you know, maybe some mojo flowing mm-hmm. through there. Um, I believe, again, we have the head heads going this week. I believe after Buffalo last week, uh, I improved four and two in head heads. And so now you have a chance. You can either get it even. Or I can just blow the doors right off with the, with the two weeks left here. So you got, this is a big week for you. And those, those head to heads. 
I'm going to need to do to you what you did to me in the simulator last night and have a good comeback here. Oh, big comeback. Uh, I don't want, to, don't want to talk about that back nine. Dan. No, I, I don't. I don't. That was absolutely brutal. Uh, the bet the narrative this week is the Raiders plus six and a half. RIP John Madden. Let's freaking go. Love it. Let's get this, get this money. Let's get this paper, sir. Lewis, I hope you have a great New Year's. Uh, hopefully we'll be around for the Rose Bowl or something like that. Go Michigan Wolverines. I, I, I was just gonna say we gotta have we gotta have college football playoffs. We, we didn't we can should we make these, the picks? We gotta make, make the picks? picks. So it's Michigan minus uh Michigan's plus seven and a half, I believe, at against Georgia. And yep. then Alabama's minus 13 and a half against uh Cincinnati. Who you got? Man, I feel like I want to take Cincinnati on the points so bad, but it's just I know you're gonna be like, you don't you don't get rich betting against Nick Saban, but I mean definitely. I'm going to be riding big blue with you and the boys. I mean, we've got, we got to ride Michigan here. Just got to be hopeful, uh, especially getting the seven and a half sprinkle on the money line. But I think I'll probably be riding both dogs because, uh, man, Michigan's the public side. The Michigan 70% tickets, 69% money. Yikes. Bama the other way, 72% tickets, 91% money, yeah. which is probably the right way to be, though. Uh, but I would think I'm going to be riding with the Bearcats this weekend. It's, it's see. Okay. okay. The Bearcats Cincinnati. and the Wolverines. All right. You know, that's that's a heck of an animal matchup. Uh, it's not going to happen, but that's okay. No Alabama is going to win. Um, but Alabama minus 13 and a half. I bet it in a couple weeks ago. And uh, when the number I bet a couple weeks ago, Michigan plus eight and Michigan on the money line. So, like, let's let's go. Let's let's do it. So Michigan, Alabama, it will be happening. You will see it. Harbaugh versus Saban in the final. Can't wait. Lewis, you got to lean on any of those? Roll Tide. I don't know <laughs> jack about college football, but roll tide. Roll damn, roll damn tide. tide. Roll tide. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Triple mind meld. Nick Saban. No, not just kidding. It's Cincinnati for Maddie. What are you going to do? Cincinnati this week. Here it is. Uh, with the Bengals yeah, and, and Joey Bengals. B. Come on. Come on. Nothing, nothing's gone wrong for Cincinnati sports recently, has it? <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. That's going to do it for this week's episode of the Sunday card. You can listen to us every week on Spotify, Apple pod and Google pod and on sports country radio at SportsCountry.net. Tune in every Saturday, 11 a.m., 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. And again, at Sunday at 1130 a.m. So you can get your picks in before all the games kick off. For Maddie C, Matt Silberth and for our esteemed producer, Lemon Pepper, Lou Paracone, I'm Dan Zapata. We thank you for listening. Week 17 edition of the Sunday card.